Good morning. It's uh, 11 minutes before 8 o'clock. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, May 12th. I'm Daryl Rakoff with Raven News. The U.S. Forest Service has extended its public comment period for a proposed expansion of the Hecla Greens Creek mine by two weeks. The mine operates on Admiralty Island, about 40 air miles north of Angoon. In March, the Forest Service released an environmental review of four possible plans to expand the mine's waste storage facilities. Project manager Matthew Reese says public response has been mixed so far. They've been kind of relatively mixed, both in support and not necessarily opposition, but kind of conditioned support, I would say. Environmentalists and tribal officials in Angoon have raised concerns about the mine's potential to spread heavy metal contamination in nearby natural areas. The Forest Service says they're working with officials in Angoon to schedule a hearing for subsistence concerns related to the mine. But it likely won't happen before the end of the extended comment period. In the meantime, the agency will hold a discussion on the mine expansion and other activities in and around Angoon this Saturday. There's been turnover in tribal and city leadership in recent years, and the Forest Service has a new supervisor for the Tongass region. District Ranger Michael Downs will lead the upcoming meeting. He says the main goal of the discussion will be to rebuild relationships between the agency and local leaders in Angoon. It's really an effort on the Forest Service part just to be more engaged in Angoon. The agency's final decision on the proposed expansion is expected in December. Public comments can be submitted online by fax or in person at the Forest Service Ranger Station in Juneau, now through May 23rd. Congratulations to Mount Edgecombe High School seniors who held their graduation ceremony yesterday morning in the B.J. McGillis Gymnasium. Best wishes to all of them. Metlakatla's tribe is using a cultural tourism grant to spread the traditional Shimshian language around the island's trails. As KRBD's Reagan Miller reports, the $50,000 will be used to educate locals and visitors about traditional plants. The Yellow Hill and Skaters Lake trails in Metlakatla tempt locals and visitors alike to get outdoors. That's why the local tribe thinks they're the perfect spots to teach about traditional plants in the Shimshian language. Metlakatla's tribe received a $50,000 grant through the Forest Service and the American Indian Alaska Native Tourism Association. Ramey Janes is Metlakatla's tourism director. She coordinated the grant, which went out to six tribes around the country this year. And I said, what the heck? And I decided to apply for the grant. The grant winners were announced in January. Now, a two-year clock has started to complete a project with the money. In Metlakatla, that means placards at local trails that show traditional plants, their uses, and what they're called in the Simshian language. And it'll have information about it, but then the nice thing about it is it will have our traditional Simshian cultural uses for it. So whether it was a food source or whether it was a medicinal source, um, how we would harvest it, the Shemaliak name for it. Metlakatla gets some tourist traffic. Alan Marine Tours takes a small group from Ketchikan over to a net island on a catamaran, and small cruise ships occasionally stop there too. The grant will also go toward building a covered seating area for guests coming off tour boats. Jane says the new placards in particular will help visitors understand Metlakatla's culture in a deeper way. And it gives them the opportunity to take a picture of the placard, and then they could go home and talk about it. And it, it'll help keep our traditional ties alive because the more people talk about it, you know, things spread by the word of mouth and the stronger our culture will grow. 
And for the year-round residents, the grant means replacing the well-loved boardwalk on Skaters Lake and making it easier for the next generation to learn the language. Jane says everyone will benefit, especially the youngest community members who use the trails to learn harvesting. Part of my goal, too, was aiming to help with that is these kids will have the signs and they'll be able to read more about it and it will kind of stick with them a little bit better than us just talking about it and the same with the guests off the boat. Metlakatla's mayor, Albert Smith, agrees that the grant will benefit the town. You know, having a safe, healthy place to go hike around is, is uh, also going to be a big benefit to the community. Metlakatla Indian community was the only tribe in Alaska to receive the grant. Other recipients were in Washington, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and California. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. The cruise boom in Alaska this summer is not limited to Sitka and other southeast ports. Seward on the Kenai Peninsula welcomed its first cruise ship of the season on May 8th and is expecting another big year as cruise passengers make their connections aboard the Alaska Railroad. KBBI's Corinne Smith reports. The Norwegian Jewel, a Norwegian cruise line ship, docked at Seward Harbor on Monday after completing a seven-day voyage from Vancouver, B.C., kicking off the summer tourism season. Kat Sorensen is executive director of the Seward Chamber of Commerce. It was really exciting to have people back into our office asking about what to do with their days. Our shuttles were really busy to and from the cruise ship terminal to town. So it's definitely kind of an unofficial start to the the tourist season here in Seward and starts us off on the right foot. She says despite recent snowfall and a late spring, guides and tour companies have been preparing. It's been a little weird this summer because we did just have a snowstorm. So while everybody's out training their new kayak guides or trying to get their property ready for visitors for the summer, um, they are also shoveling snow. So this year it's just been a lot of preparation, Um, but it has been fun to see everybody come back to town and get excited for the summer season. The cruise ship is one of over 100 ships scheduled to dock in Seward this summer, bringing passengers to town in addition to train passengers on the Alaska Railroad's coastal classic route from Anchorage and independent travelers. Sorensen says all those travelers impact the city's hospitality industry. Restaurants are definitely getting a little bit busier. Um, I know that a lot of them are opening up this week and next, so it's, it's really exciting. It's a great time of year. Like much of Alaska, Sorensen says Seward is seeing an uptick in visitors since the COVID pandemic, and people are staying in town longer. Last summer, Seward saw visitor days increase by 37% from the year before. Meaning that people are coming for more than one night. They're staying for upwards of five days, exploring everything that Seward has to offer and kind of becoming uh, more involved in the community and engaging more uh, with their visits. According to Seward visitor data, the average length of stay was about three nights and the city saw over 284,000 visitors, totaling over 1.8 million visitor days. Sorensen says that's a positive tourism trend. It's a lot easier on our community if we have the same amount of visitors visit for longer instead of more visitors visiting um, for a day. That's much less turnover, much less um, interaction, and people start to figure out the lay of the land once they're here for a day or two. She says Seward's location was an advantage during the pandemic when Alaska residents would make weekend trips to the community. 
we are a weekend destination for other Alaska residents. A lot of people come down to Seward for the weekend from Anchorage or over from Homer and Kenai, and it's a really good spot to get a weekend away or um, get out on the water to go halibut fishing or to check out Kenai Fjords National Park. With the influx of tourism, many Alaska communities have struggled with staffing and housing employees. Sorensen says so far, there's a mix of Seward businesses still looking to hire and house workers. From what I've heard, staffing is relatively okay. There's always the outliers of people who are struggling to fill one or two last positions or I've heard a few stories of people having employees that change their mind and don't come up to Alaska last minute. So the scramble there to see what the solution is. But she says it isn't as bad as 2021, when businesses across the city were drastically understaffed. COVID is also a concern with an influx of large groups to small Alaskan communities. And Sorensen says the Seward Community Health Center provides testing and vaccines and a free shuttle pickup. I do know that they are constantly engaged and um, interacting with the city to get vaccinations to those who want them and get treatment and tests for those who want them. So while it may not be at the forefront of everybody's mind as it has been in the past, two years, or three years, I guess. Um, the Seward Community Health Center is a great resource for our community in continuing that management of COVID in the Seward community. The next cruise ship is scheduled for Thursday, followed by about four dockings per week for the rest of the month. In Homer, I'm Corinne Smith. And that's Raven News for this hour. It is, let's see, like one minute before, yes, eight o'clock. We're right about there. You're listening to your public radio station, KCAW Sitka. And in Sitka today, 54 degrees at the moment here on the waterfront. We are looking at southeast winds to 17 miles per hour, gusting up to 28 today. So keep that in mind. The zone forecast does say that um, we could maybe get gusts as high as 45 Um, miles per hour today. So just keep this in mind. Um, Rain, unfortunately, also in the forecast, highs around 50 with uh, uh, rain also tonight. That's for Sitka. Yes. Well, let's see what's happening. Um, We have the the quilters, Ocean Wave Quilters, are opening their show tonight in Fraser Hall. I think it'll be at, uh, let's see what time, 5 p.m. to 8 tonight. And that show will be up through uh, through a few days. So just keep that in mind that you can come and visit. Um, also, Sitka High School Players, uh, theater, theater production this evening. This will be the second night. 